0: Mother's Day. Wow. So, you content with your mom? I didn't think about that till during Sunday school. What would be like not to have a mom last week? All last week you wouldn't have a mom. What would it be like? You think that'd be fun? No mom tell you what to do. Think that'd be fun? You don't think so? Well, I went a whole year without a mom. And rest assured, it wasn't fun. It was not fun whatsoever. I mean, if you didn't have a mom, you know, we expect a lot from our mom. You went to the closet this morning and there was no clean shirts. Where would you go? you go to mom. I don't have any shirts to go to church. To wear to church. You came downstairs and mom didn't have any breakfast. No breakfast. You know what you'd say? Where's mom? I'm hungry. Where's mom? And so we think, and we indirectly imply, that mom owes us a lot. She owes us a lot. She owes us clean. Clothes, she owes us meals, she owes us a clean house, she owes us a lot of stuff. And if mom doesn't do that, then it's like, wow, where's mom? What's mom doing? Well, I went a whole year without a mom, so there was no mom to make breakfast. And while my mom was sick, Dwight's mom, which was not his mom at that time, but she was still single. She came to our house and she helped at our house work for us because my mom couldn't clean, she couldn't cook, she couldn't do a lot of things because she was too weak to do that. She had leukemia. And so... I am forever grateful, even while my mom was living, that Dwight's mom came and helped at our house. And then after watching my mom get weaker and weaker and finally pass away, then my dad had to hire somebody to come in and clean the house and cook the meals and we always went to my sister's place for lunch. My dad a little different in our house. My dad made breakfast. He made breakfast. All the time. I mean, as long as I can remember, my dad made breakfast. And I don't know if it was because he was so fussy about his breakfast, but nobody was allowed to lay their finger on an egg. I can tell you that right now. I mean, when we had eggs, we had them dad style. And they were right. I mean... I don't know if you've ever eaten a soft-boiled... My dad loves soft-boiled eggs. And I don't know if you've ever eaten a soft-boiled egg that got hard. Well, that's not good. I mean, you put it on the toast and everything just kind of bounces around your plate. And if you eat a soft-boiled egg that isn't soft-boiled enough, yo! But my dad made soft-boiled eggs that when you cracked the shell, it was right. He had it down to a fine art. So my mom didn't have to make breakfast, and maybe she was happy with that, I don't know. But she sure didn't make the eggs. So my dad made breakfast when we had no mom, and went to my sister's place for lunch, and then a lady came in, um, a lady came in and helped cleaned the house in the afternoon and she made supper for us and then she left. She didn't stay. She left after she made supper for us. And by the way, she had four husbands. Not all at the same time. But she was on the third one when she uh, cleaned at our house. And she was happy. You talk about Content with life, she was the happiest lady. And that man died then, and she married a fourth time. So, and then on Sundays uh, we went out. You we, know, yeah, we went out for Sunday every lunch every Sunday, and sometimes in the evening. And yeah, people took a lot of. They cared for us. They. Helped us, they sympathized with us, and uh, eventually uh, my dad remarried. And this is the first Mother Day that I have without a mom. I stood at my mom's grave and saw the side of my first mom's vault, and I think I pretty much lost it. How could a man be so fortunate to have two moms like I did? Incredible. And I think about that. And I think of all that we expect from our moms, we think they owe us. In a sense, they do, to a degree. But the title of the message this morning is, What I Owe My Mom. What I Owe My Mother. Do you ever think about that? How much you owe your mom? Just turn the tables around. yeah she may owe you breakfast she may owe you clean clothes if if you want to call it that but what do you owe mom this world is a two way street one of the ten commandments I only have three things I'm going to talk about this morning honor, respect and love one of the ten commandments says we should honor our father and our mother So why should you honor your mom? Well, first of all, I'd say you need to honor your mom because she brought you into this world. Expecting a child and bringing a child into this world is not a piece of cake, I can tell you that. I view childbirth as one of the instances when a person walks through the valley of the shadow of death. A mom puts everything she absolutely has into that process. And we were reminded of that last week where a mom did pass away in childbirth you don't think of, you don't hear about that too often anymore but it does happen. you owe your mother honor because she brought you into this world. she carried you for nine months gave birth to you and that was just the beginning. How many hours do you think your mom invested in your life so far? you work without cash payment we had a little baby boy at our house, we named him Ryan and somebody asked Rolanda, which is the oldest daughter uh, 14 no, she would have been 15 Fifteen and sixteen, how much? Oh, sixteen, yeah. She was sixteen. So, you like, like your little brother Ryan? Oh, you you like your little baby brother Ryan? And she says, yes, I like my little baby brother Ryan, but babies are a lot of work. So if you happen to be the oldest, maybe get a you get a little clue of how much work there are in babies. If you're youngest in the family, eh, you miss a lot of, uh, of uh, privilege. To figure this out, you, you know, you're gonna probably come to this startling realization that babies are a lot of work sometime or the other in your life. But they are a tremendous amount of work. Uh, we ever had a colicky baby at our house, and I don't know what it would be like to have a colicky baby. I, I, I just can't fathom having a baby crying endlessly and just don't quit. I You know, that, that would be a trial for me. Babies are a lot of work. I uh, heard a conversation with Delvin, so how's the baby doing? Oh, doing good, doing, doing good. Oh, by the way, this is the first morning. Hey. Oh, now, now I'm in stuck. What's the baby's name now? Okay, welcome. Anyhow, doing good, sleeps well. First couple nights, couple times up each night. And, I'm thinking, and the day he said, that's good, that's good, you know, just a couple of times a night. For It's like, wait a minute, do I want to get up a couple of times a night? You know, so yeah, well, moms expect that, and if it's just, just a couple of times a night, that's, that's doing real good. Why should you honor your mother? Let me ask you a question. How many people here were homeschooled? Now think twice before you put your hand up. How many people here were homeschooled? Up high. Alright, now, everybody else put your hand up too, alright? Everybody, put your hand up. You were homeschooled. I don't know if you knew you were homeschooled, but you were homeschooled. Weren't you? What school? You got a teacher? You got somebody that's learning? So, who taught you to talk? When da 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 da, da turns into dad da, 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 dad 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 daddy daddy daddy, and then it's apple apple apple, and then you know, and then it's uh, then you it puts, you know two words together, and then you put three words together, and. Then it's after a while, me, me, me. They figure out who me is, and that's me. And then, so then, you learn to walk all by yourself? Who taught you to talk? Who taught you to walk? Who taught you, taught you which end of the spoon to you? Huh? Who taught you how to behave? You know that's not nice. You're not supposed to do that. You have to be kind. You have to be... Who taught you how to go party? Oh, boy. Now we're like... Who taught you how to share? Who taught you how to sing? Who taught you how to respect authority? You don't smack your sister. You don't slap your mom. You don't talk back to your dad. He talked to, taught you how to draw a pig. They're pretty easy to draw. You just kind of go like this. You put four legs on the bottom. They don't all have to be at the right spot. And then you come back up, and then there's this pointy a nosy thing. And then yeah, you know, they're kind of easy to you know you draw a pig. Who taught you to stay in the lines when you have a coloring book? You know, it's the you know, way you start. You just get the blue and then you get the red and you get the green and you're all over everywhere. And somebody said, you know, well, you're supposed to stay in the line. So you try and you're half out of line. But finally you stay in the line. And you don't, after a while, you don't color the person's face Purple, you got to find the light brown or whatever. Who taught you how to put your things away, how to be polite, how to say please and thank you, how to be responsible, how to obey, how to set the table. How do you set the table? How to treat your animals. How do you brush your teeth? That you're not supposed to pick your nose in public. It's incredible. I'm not sure what happened here, but some, somebody fell down big time. And maybe they didn't, maybe this guy didn't have a model. We had a student in Bible school pick picked his nose and, and then he'd eat them. He's like, that is so gross. I don't know where her mom and dad was, but, I mean, at 18 years old, first of all, you know you don't pick your nose, know, and you don't <laughs> eat them, and it's like, and it became kind of a joke in the office, and somebody found this little cartoon of, of uh, Frosty the Snowman without a carrot, all right, and he's standing at the vegetable counter going through the carrots, and the title says, uh-oh, we caught Frosty the Snowman picking his nose. He's getting a carrot for all his nose. Anyhow. You don't do that. Who taught you all that? You owe your mother. Now, we talk about debts, and I'm not sure how this happened, but I got, I shouldn't say stuck. I, had to, I have the privilege of preaching the Mother's Day sermon and the Father's Day sermon this year. Anyhow, but listen not these in the father ones. father ones always so embarrassing because I'm so, I, I don't meet criteria. But anyhow, uh, yeah, you owe your mother. All these things. Probably the greatest thing that you owe your mother is for is she taught you about Jesus. She taught you to love Jesus. She taught you how to act like Jesus. What would it be like this morning if every single person in this building was never taught anything about Jesus? Including the preacher. Basic concepts of Jesus. Jesus loves me. This I know. The Bible tells me so. You could go on and on and on and on. Why I need to honor my mother. Was God mistaken when He said? I suggest that you honor your mother no honor thy father and thy mother period It's a command it's not a suggestion it's a command Number 2 I owe my mother respect Proverbs 15:20 puts this in a a reverse actually in a negative and it says a wise son maketh a glad father but a foolish man despiseth his mother to despise is the opposite of, of respect some people say well if you knew my mom But, she's your mom. Any perfect moms here? Put your hand up real high. Anybody, any moms approaching perfection? Put your hand up real high. No. So if you want to make exceptions to the rule, if you think you're, well, you know, it's because she, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Why does she need respect? She needs respect because of her wisdom. I need to respect my mom because she has way more knowledge and way more experience than I do. Now, whether I want to admit that or not is a personal problem. Or a personal advantage, but the truth still remains. My mom has been a, down a lot more road than I have. I remember calling my mom and call, asking her, she "said So, which way do you plan a lima bean?" I mean, you plant it with the dipsy do up, you plant the dipsy do down, you plant it sideways, whatever. I mean, this is the big bean, and it's got to push it through the soil. Somewhere along the way, there's a right way and a wrong way. You know, I mean, if, obviously the root comes out of the dipsy do. so, you know, is the bean supposed to be laying? That would take a whole lot to push it up through. You know, if the root's up here, it's time to go all the way around. That don't seem right. Uh, like do you plant the potatoes with the sprout on or you take them off first? See? Why? why did I call my mom for it? Because she gardened all her life. Now that's about the things around you. But how about me? You ever think about the possibility that your mom knows more about you than you know about yourself? You ever think about that? (coughs) She lived with you ten ten years at least before you even cared about who you were. She knows your personality. She knows your inclination, she knows all these things about you that she as an adult has looked at you and observed you for how many years before you even cared about who you were. And then all at once she don't know anything about you. Alright? See, this is what we get when it's teenage thing. Mom's a little bit stupid. She just, you know, dad's a little naive and they, you know, they don't quite get it and they don't understand. And, you know, we all probably go through that to a greater or lesser degree, hopefully lesser degree. Alright? Just don't understand. Now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You ever think about the fact that she may understand way more than you do? Someone once said about their mom, she gave me just enough freedom to protect me from myself. I thought that was an interesting statement. Do you ever think about the fact that you left alone would probably self-destruct came to school. They were born and they weren't trained for nothing. I mean nothing. What would school be like? It self destruct wouldn't it? And they didn't know how to form a sentence. Everybody would be in diapers. Everybody would be slapping each other. Yelling and carrying on. And just Wow! Bunch of hyenas. Alright? Listen, young young people this morning, children. Respect your mom and dad because the fact of the matter is, without them you would self-destruct. And it doesn't take much in our society. You don't have to look very far to see a culture that's self-destructing because of a lack of a dad and a mom. Now, we have biological dads and moms. Obviously, everybody does. But they're not fulfilling their God-given role. We need to respect them. We need to respect our moms for their commitment to Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, folks, this morning, if you ever get down, if you have a Christian mom, and you ever get down to a point and you're discouraged and you're just trying to figure out what in life can I be thankful for, I tell you, you, go to that one and you'll have a lot of get a lot of mileage out of that one, a lot of mileage out of that one. Respect her for her commitment to your dad. Incredible blessing. To have a mom that your dad and you have no question, no question whatsoever about her commitment to her husband doesn't even cross your mind. Isn't even on the radar screen. That's an incredible blessing. Absolutely total and complete trust. And respect her for her commitment to you. And that commitment works out in many, many different ways. Sometimes children feel abandoned because mom says no. But I tell you, thank God for a mom that can say no. Thank God for a mom that can say no. That means she's committed. She understands you. She knows what's best. And she has the stamina, personal stamina, to stand up and say no. Some people think they're exception to the rule. They don't need to respect their mom. But I always need to respect my mom. You need to respect your mom. You must respect your mom. Always. Without exception. Why? Because she's your mom. That reason alone, you must respect her. It's just that simple. Why owe oh my mother love? Proverbs thirty eleven says, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother how do you bless your mom? well I say the basic one of the basic concepts and principles is if you're going to bless your mom first of all you need a lover You know what? You can do everything you want in the world, and if you don't love your mom, it's going to like water off a duck's back. I can tell you that right now. So, flowers are appropriate. Words are appropriate. Cards are appropriate. Maybe a kiss is appropriate. But the foundation of all that is love. One time Bible school. I don't know if we get desperate about what to talk about in boys' prayer circle or what. But one time I decided, you know, I'm going to talk to these guys about appreciating their mom. You know? And so we're in prayer circle and, you know, everything you need to appreciate your mom. I kind of like this morning. Anyhow, a little bit shorter version. Anyhow, and, and I said, you know what? This may be a little bit uh, and, and uncomfortable for you, but I think you, need, you, get, you guys need to kiss your mom every once in a while. And boy, now we're getting into, you know, and these guys are looking at me and I'm saying, okay, all right. So uh, if you don't know how to kiss your mom, I'll tell you how to kiss your mom. So so she's sitting at the table and it's after supper and, you a wonderful supper. You just get up and you just kind of meander around a table and she's sitting there. And you just kind of put your head on, on one shoulder here and you take the other one and you kind of pour her chin up like this a little bit and you plant a kiss on there and say, thanks mom, have a wonderful supper. You know what? They just come like right out over their heads. They look at me like, you have nuts or what? Like you know when you're making contact with the audience, alright? You know when when it's making sense to them. They just said they like. Well at least I tried. <laughs> and, I don't know. I, I I and I said another thing you gotta be careful for careful about, I said, You gotta you gotta watch closely because she may faint right out, dead out on the, and you gotta catch her on the way down. Alright? So so just be careful, you know. <laughs> And an uncle was raised in a godly home just like my dad was. And he left a lot of things that his parents held dear. Left a lot of things. Now he was a professing Christian, but he left a lot of things that his parents held dear. Every time he'd come home to my grandparents' place, he would kiss my grandma. She said, I don't know why. The only person that kisses me when I come when they come home, the only child that kisses me when when they come home, is the one that is the furthest away from what we taught him. You know what? That kiss didn't go very far. Now I'm not saying it was wasted. All right, I'm not saying it was wasted. I'm simply saying it didn't. Go very far. Love is more than a kiss. Proverbs 1 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. I need to love my mom. I owe my mom my love. And how I love her, probably the biggest thing in proving that I love her is following her godly example. Following her commitment to Jesus Christ. And not only that, Me personally, showing my love, honor, and respect to her by doing that, but I need to instill that into the life of my children. Teaching my children to walk in the ways of the Lord like I am and my grandma. It's hard to describe, and I'm not sure how to describe this, but I believe we all know that true love in a godly manner is a tremendously bonding experience. And the less godliness there is in that equation, the less bonding there is. You may call that distance, you may call that whatever you want to call it, but the truth of the matter is the godlier the mom and the godlier the child, the greater the bond. That's just a simple fact. I think we all recognize that. And so it's not just lip-professing, But is actually living a life of obedience that produces that cement in that relationship. That cements the relationship because of our bond in Christ and our commitment to the church of Jesus Christ and uh, and living as God wants us to live. I don't know. They say a man's work is from son to son. The lady's work is never done. Or the dad's work is son to son. the mom's work is never done. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of truth to that. But there's something about a parent, and we're talking about moms this morning, something about a parent that in essence... Their work is never done. And I'm talking about not in the years that they have, but their work is never done. If my work, whatever it may be, just exists as long as I am here, it has very, very minimal impact because I'm not going to be here very long. And that truth applies. doesn't matter whether you're 60, 50, 40, 30, 10, or 5. You're not going to be here very long. And so it's not like I do this and then I'm done. Or the work is done. It's more like I am doing this or my mom did this. She handed her work to me when she passed away when I was 17 and my Step-mom, I don't even like to use that term, my second mom, did just a couple of months ago. She had, they had their work, in a sense, is just simply changing from person to person. And I say that because I think it would be very limited perspective for a mom on her deathbed to say, I'm done. No. In in a sense, that's true. But in a sense, for a godly mom to hand the work over to a godly daughter, follow that, allows that godly mom to rest in peace. I am ready because it's all in good hands. Follow the perspective? Yes, I've done all that I can do, but the work is in good hands, it's being taken care of, all is well. Brothers and sisters, this morning, you and I owe that to our mom. And when her time comes to go, she can rest in peace, knowing that it's all in good hands, all is well. We owe it. That is the biggest gift you and I can ever give to our mother. convenient for the moms. Could all the moms please stand? Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you so much for your plan for your children, your plan for our families. Lord, I pray that you would And this Sunday morning, you would give a special blessing to the moms of this congregation. Lord, we confess, we take so much for granted. We feel that they owe us, when in reality we owe them way more than they owe us. And I pray, Lord, that you would adjust our perspective. You would increase our love, respect, and honor to our moms. Thank you for the blessings of having Christian parents. And I pray, Lord, that you would give the moms of here in the prairie congregation the courage and the wisdom to serve you acceptably. That their lives would be a life of service, honoring you in their everyday walk. Lord, they have the greatest job you have given to our culture our society I pray Lord that you would help them in fulfilling their role in their homes I pray that you would bless the husbands bless the children I pray that our homes would be homes that would lift up Jesus Christ and that our children would find you and walk in your ways. Continue to direct, bless, in a special way today these moms standing here. We thank you for them, and I pray that we would relate to them in a way that pleases you. In Christ's name we pray, amen.